not re how do they not cover that? Yeah, just a business choice. Yeah, yeah well, they're going to be losing. That's what my show is going to be about. But we can't talk about it now because it'll be right. on uh, this recording. Exactly. Eric had to hit the button. Sorry. Good job, Eric. Sorry. Better be on time. Hey, less than a minute. I'm I'm trying. I'm gonna do a screen share right away. Jay told you about that. Yes. <sighs> and it's gonna be hilarious because I know it's the one you're talking about, and that's freaking hilarious. Right. All right. It's so up I'm, the short crotch can from uh McElroy. I'm gonna go live. Sweet. Boom. Hey guys, welcome to Tuesday Night Hangout. Let's see. I got a video here I want to share right away. I saw it. I thought it was hilarious. Let me see if I can find it. Hey guys, welcome to Tuesday Night. <coughs> Somebody's uh, YouTube's on. Yeah, I heard that. I was just turning mine on. Ah. And there's Will. Hey, guys. Sorry, I'm late. Hey, Will. Right on time. <laughs> hey. What's up, Shane? Mark? How's it going, Will? Eric? Hey, Will. Hey. I'm trying. Hold on a second. Oh, geez. Technical difficulties? Nah, I'm just messing around here. He's nailing it. Ah, here we go. Let me get rid of that. Let me get rid of that. All right. This is so, a pretty good looking cast we got here, just so you know. It is. <laughs> but then again, I've been drinking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, my back itches. All right. Yeah, but I need to share. This is hilarious. Ooh, my back itches hell. <laughs> what is this thing that's helping me out? What is this white? What, what is this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my nuts. Oh, my nuts. Oh, I know a busted nut. Oh, one of my nuts is gone. <laughs> ah, ah, me, let me try to get up. Ah, let me try to get up. Ah, ah, ah. Help! Smokey to be anybody. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Tuesday Night Hangout. Uh, we have Mark from Paralife. We have Will from Will Fly. And we have Never trust a skinny chef, Shane. How are you guys doing? Doing good. I, uh, real quick, I may be, um, I may be changing my YouTube channel name to something a little shorter, like ppgshane.com. Um, I'm working on that. So just, you know, get ready. 
things may be coming. A change may be a coming. Change is good. Yeah. And Arthur, <laughs> Will, how are you guys? Uh, Will, you're muted. Man, how long have I been muted? I've been talking this whole time. I'm proud to say I'm, I'm doing good, first of all. And I'm proud to say that I'm a member of the Mile High Club as of today. Finally. Congratulations. <laughs> so obviously uh, that was Mark, on the uh, 185. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It, it kind of happened by accident, really. I was just enjoying my flight. And uh, I looked down and I'm like, well, man, I'm, I'm at 3,000 feet. Let me just keep, keep going. So, hey, it just happened. Where did you go to? Actually, I didn't go, pretty much didn't go anywhere because the higher I went, the stiffer the winds became. So I pretty much just stayed over, over my LZ. And uh, yeah. yeah, happy about that. Did you happen to turn the motor off on your way down or did you? Like I did idle? not pull a chain. No, 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 no. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, the ab workout. Yeah, man. You must so have you, lost I, pounds I, on that flight. I saw you were flying tonight. How was it? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Absolutely perfect for uh, a launch and a landing. The winds at the surface were just like, I don't know, maybe four miles per hour or something like that. Just enough to give you a, a little wind assist on launch and allow you to do a little tiptoe landing and Oh, it was just perfect. Right. What now heck? we got a question in the chat from Jim CR120. And he's a he's a tick a stickler on Jesus. He's, he's a, a stickler on so so answer this correctly because I answered it wrong and I got a bunch of crap. So how did you go uh mile high? Was it AGL or MSL? Okay, it was M. S L and it was 5,851 feet MSL. My LZ is 300 feet MSL. So I was not going to get caught by that. <clears throat> I just tacked on a little extra just in case. Very nice. Um, but well, that is a good question. Nice. Yeah. Good. Uh, good job. That's awesome. Um, I'll make you a little sticker that says you joined the Mile High Club. More of more of Lear gear. And Mark, how are you? I'm doing good. Hope everybody's having a good evening. Absolutely. So Shane called me today when he was busy at work. And um, he wanted to talk about his son's uh, scholarship. So... I'm going to kind of turn it over to him for a second and talk about that. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, um, there was a, there's a teacher. He's a retired teacher from the public school system here in uh, the state of Florida. And he was uh, my daughter's teacher and helped out with, I helped him out with the track um, for the junior high school. And he, he's, the teacher knew Gage just through um, running into him in the halls and stuff. 
and then was really impressed with Gage being such a good, uh, I guess, person and helping out students that were having bad days was always helpful, cheerful, what have you. He's actually doing um, a scholarship uh, in Gage's name. It's called the Good Samaritan. No, it's not called the Good Samaritan. Now I done forgot. Uh, it's the Gage Robbins Citizenship. Yes, Citizenship. Good Citizenship uh, Award. They're giving one $500 scholarship per year in his name. Um, and if you have a business um, or would like a tax uh, write-off, if you were, if, if you to, are to donate to um, or write a check to the school, the school will in turn give you a tax exemption paper. Well, they'll uh, mail it back to you and it's a tax write-off. My goal is to raise um, $5,000. And what that'll do is it'll give that scholarship name and my son's name for for over 10 years with the interest and stuff that the money will uh, accumulate. So I'm I'm shooting for 5,000. I'm going to start um, next week with going to a couple businesses around here that I know that are uh, doing very well and probably could use the uh, tax write-off. So if you guys would like to send it, Eric, um, can you get Jade to put that info I sent you in maybe the description? Um, yeah. And the picture? No, not the picture. Just the, if you can have her write it out. Yeah. Uh, I will do that. Uh, um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, and what what I did is, is I went back to my office and we actually cut a check for the scholarship for 500 bucks. And that's going to get sent right to um, the school. So there's a start of it. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, let that build. Yeah, and I know uh, I know someone else. I don't know if they want their name put out there or what have you. Um, but I know someone else sent a hundred and fifty dollar personal check, um, and that money's already been turned in as well. Awesome, nice. awesome. That's, that's that is really uh, something to be proud of. So, it really is. Yep, and I I know that these scholarships in any amount, these kids, when they are seniors, they're happy to get anything because, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're really scraping for money to go to college and uh, the less amount of money they have to borrow and pay back, the better off they really are. So uh, let's see. JJ yeah. I'm looking forward to, <clears throat> I guess the way that they're, um, going to pick a student is they're going to go to each um, student's teacher and ask them, you know, what kind of good citizenship have they done? And then my understanding of this, I I'm still working on details with this, but uh, more or less it's, it's someone that's deserving of a scholarship in, in Gage's name due to the fact that Gage has always been so helpful. Um, kids that got picked on in school, Gage went and talked to them and, and, you know, became their, became his friend, their friend, 
and just tried to help them out. Anytime a student was having a bad day, Gage was there. I mean, when we had his uh, celebration for life, it people got up there and all you would, there was tons of people that just went up there, students that were up there talking about just how they were having bad days. And there's Gage standing there with his arms open saying, if you need a hug, I'm here. Um, and just sat and talked to, to kids that were just having troubles in their day-to-day lives. So, I mean, he made an impact on people when he was here and apparently he's still doing it. So I'm very thankful and, and glad to call him my son and very proud to be his father. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um, and I'll be honest, when we heard about it, you know, it's, it was something that we would do, you know, we would do it for you. We would do it for anybody. Um, right. And in a business aspect, uh, you're not losing anything. It's a win-win. So if you own a business and you need a tax write-off, which most businesses do, uh, this is a perfect way to get it. So, because yep. you're really not losing any money. But, so, um, Paralife is a business. Um, yes, no. Paralife <laughs> will Paralife will cut a check uh, once I see where to cut it to. <laughs> it's it is in the chat. Jay just dropped the uh, uh, information in there, um, and yeah, it, every all the information is right there. Everything that you need, they will they will literally mail back or email you the tax exemption paper. And so um, yeah, I mean, go ahead. It's it's just awesome. It's just awesome. Like I. I the kid, when he was fighting cancer, was always positive. We told him, you know, this this treatment didn't work. He's like, Dad, it's not a big deal. I got this. What do we need? What's our next step? He was always freaking positive, no matter how crappy he felt, the bad news he got. It, he, it actually made it easier, if this makes any sense. Um, you're watching your kid literally die in front of your eyes, and he's smiling the whole time and telling you everything's going to be all right. And it was just positive. Um, The positive reinsurance is the same thing that he did growing up with all these kids in school. So I just, I'm very honored to be off to, to be honest with you. I was muted. Sorry about that. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. And, and Will is wearing a Paralife shirt. So he's guilty by association. So um, <laughs> can cut a check too. Anyways, all right. So yeah, please. You know, the paramotor community, we can all get together. Five grand—that's nothing. It's a drop in a hat. So you know, Jay did. She dropped it in the chat. You know, let's uh, let's do this um, for the future students that are going to be leading uh, the country. You know, um, so and that would be super cool. But uh, yeah, anyways, um, so yesterday, uh, oh, let me, so about me a little bit, I wanted to bring this up just real quick. Somebody um, attacked a post online for the little um, gremlin bells or what do you call them? The uh, uh, guardian bells that motorcycles use and Luis, 
uh, Milstead has these little bells on the site and you can put them on the bottom of trikes. And she was attacked a little bit. Um, and somebody just said, you know, these are trinkets. Don't put any trinkets on your paramotor. It's not safe, yada, yada. And I kind of responded back that <laughs> paramotors, you know, you can call it a trinket, you can call it whatever. It's their belief that we have a freedom of doing whatever we want to do to these motors and these trikes, foot launch, whatever. There's people that fly with GoPros hanging all over their heads and all over their cages. There's people that fly with the GoPros, uh, those um, the wing cams, the chase cams. Those are very dangerous, you know, if they're not used properly. But you know, these gremlin bells, they're designed to be on the lowest part of the trike. If they fall off, unless you're inverted, they're not going through the prop. But, you know, they, these, these, these paramotor shows, those um, Facebook pages and things, these are to help people. And I don't like to see uh, negativity and especially um, people that I call friends. And so far, everybody in the paramotor community that I have met, um, I do consider a friend. I have, I really have not met anybody that's not very nice. So uh, I just wanted to throw that one out there that uh, I didn't like it too very much. But, um, uh, and yes, I have one on my trike and it, it was a gift and it was a gift from Deweese. So it, it does mean something to me. But uh, anyways, there was a guy that actually reached out to me. His name is Ben. And uh, I do believe he was a resurgence. Um, he went through the resurgence program and he wanted to come on and talk. And I sent him a, a message and he hasn't responded um, about coming on. So maybe he'll come on a little later um, and talk about resurgence and uh, his stuff. Because uh, I think it would be pretty good to talk to somebody and he's right here in Wisconsin. Also, we wanted to talk about cold weather flying. So we fly in cold weather and I think cold weather to us is in Wisconsin is a little different than cold weather to Shane or Will or Mark. But what is, let's start at the South. What is, what is Shane's cold weather in Florida? Um, I would say anything 45 under, um, we kind of, I mean, it truly just depends on how you, you dress. I cannot fly with gloves on. So anything 45 and under, I have a little trouble with my hands. Um, yes, I've tried climbing, um, and then reaching in and grab my gloves and try to put them on my, my brakes. There's just barely enough room to get my, my hand in my fingers in already and then I try to add gloves to it it just doesn't work for me I can't feel the brakes or the throttle as well so the gloves that Mark gave me I'm actually looking forward to giving those a shot he gave me a pair of these leather leather uh gloves and they're they're thin so I'm I'm really anxious to try those out because I'd like to uh be up there uh flying and not freezing my hands off and then Mark, uh, I guess you're further north. 
Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm south of Atlanta, and I, last year was my first year flying. You know, during the winter, and when it gets in the upper 30s or so, it's that's pretty cold. I still fly in it, but it's cold. And um, I've flown with gloves and got my my hands still got cold. So this year I'll fly with a little better gloves. And I I don't like. Uh, I don't like when you lose the dexterity and you can't feel everything real crisp, but uh, it's okay. I'll still fly and wear thicker gloves anyways. Well, when you lose that feeling and stuff, I mean, that's called hypothermia, Mark. You're supposed to be on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually by the time it sets in, I'm still 30 or 40 minutes away from the house. Exactly. Yeah. Now, do you, I mean, what gear do you use? What are you using to stay warm? Um, not enough. I, I flew once last year in somebody else's little uh, real thin flight suit, uh, which is basically a one piece windbreaker. Um, I'll, I will buy one of those this year uh, because other than that, I'll just wear thermals and sweatpants on the bottom and a thermal and a sweatshirt up top. Um, and then hopefully something better to keep the wind off. Yeah. Hey, Mark, Mark did you just submit that you were wearing a onesie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not scared of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, when will, you're cold, will, you don't care how you look. Yeah. Yeah, right? I will tell you, the thing I learned, um, I, I carry uh, rain gear. It's called frog togs. I used to use them on my motorcycle. Um, they stop almost a hundred percent of, and it's they're very comfortable to wear. And once you put on a light jacket or even a medium sized jacket, and you put that uh rain gear on the outside of it, it stops all the wind from pushing through into your nice warm uh insides there. And I found that I don't need to fly with as big of a jacket or, or insulated pants with those on because you don't get the wind. Yeah, that's what I found out with that that flight suit. I mean, that's basically what that was, except for it just it's kind of like a one piece snowmobile suit, uh, right. where it has zippers and stuff that make it real easy to get in and out of. Um, and I think I think maybe it was Deweese that had a couple of those that were the wrong size that I think she had put for sale, uh, but I didn't. I wasn't sure if one of those would have fit me. So I think I got to buy a, a new one that's a little bit bigger. Well, what about you? Uh, last year I flew all winter and uh, uh, probably the thirties. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with everyone else. I mean, I hate the bulk, the extra bulk, the, the gloves, the, it's just, it's kind of a hassle. And so I got to the point where I wouldn't even launch with gloves on. Any gloves that I, I put on, I after I launched, I was in the air, safe altitude, then I would put my gloves on because yeah. I kept losing my toggles. So, yeah, um, yeah I think I'm still going to fly through the winter, but I think my flights are going to be a lot shorter. What if you put those little clips that go through your arms and back down that your mom gave you when you were three to hold your gloves on and hook those to your brakes? Then you won't lose your brakes. 
<laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I would say okay to that. Right. But well, hey, I, I do have a question when, because, uh, you know, you live up there in the frozen tundra air, but the buffs, how do you keep, is there a trick to keeping it? I'm continually having the, it's continually falling down. And that is one of the biggest problems that I have is the cold air just like rushing up my nose. Yeah, wow. so this is what, it. yeah, this is what we do. Um, actually, I had to dig these out. So this is made by um, Carhartt. And it is one of those, I think they call it like, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, a, a baklava or a balavaka yeah. or whatever they're called. Balaclava. Yeah, and it goes under your helmet. So, I mean, it it kind of stays on and then your face is right here. So it does, it, it does. Can you put it on for us? No, but, it, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it keeps your ears warm. It keeps your head warm, you know, cause you lose a lot of heat out of your head and it really does help uh, with the neck and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so with this part right here of the yeah. balaclava or whatever, is it, does it stay there? Is it like firmly in place or do you have to keep messing on this, around? On this one, it does. Uh, it it allows your head to turn, to look, but on, you know, your neck can turn too, you know, so if you need to. And, and trust me, we've gone through a lot of these to find one that actually works. And this one, this one ended up working good. It doesn't seal here. Not real well. You do get a little bit of air that goes in here, but then you know our helmets. We have um, the face masks on our helmets that we will fly with. I take mine off in the summertime because I just I can't. It's 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 I can't deal with the fishbowl, so um, I just go and remove mine. Jade has hers on, but I just I, I don't like it. But in the wintertime, I do use it because it does block some of the wind. And that's nice. If you sneeze, you might as well rip that thing off because it's a mess. Um, the other thing that we do is we have uh, battery gloves. And we have the, our, our gloves are these uh, Motion Heat. And they're made by Power in Motion. It's a company out of Canada. They're about $220 for the pair. Um, and these are just liners. So me not know, well, I knew it, but I'm like, oh man, I got like 12 volts or 18 volts going through my fingers. I'm going to stay warm. I went up, did one lap and I was down because yeah, that air pulls the heat right off those gloves. Um, so then I started looking for liners and I went through probably another five sets of gloves and mittens. And these I found were the best because they're made by Carhartt. They're a, um, a material that doesn't allow the wind to go through. And that's what you have to stop is the wind. Uh, but I found these work very well. So with the liners and these, we can keep our hands warm and yes the gloves you do lose that dexterity um and the feeling 
but I, I can honestly say, I think you get used to that. You just, you just, you do get used to it because we flew all winter long. The coldest we flew, everybody's heard it is nine degrees. And, um, that was cold, but, uh, and like Mark says, is usually you get cold and you still have half hour to get back to your LZ. So, um, and as far as our legs and our bodies, um, I have a one piece snowsuit that, uh, my dad was actually a, um, employed by the oil companies up in Alaska on the North slope. And they issued out, uh, winter gear. And this is over 30 years ago. And these things are so well built. And that's what I use now is either the one piece or the two piece. And I stay perfectly warm in that, but it is bulky. And we only use it for the trike. I would never try to foot launch because you'll be like the little kid from the Christmas story that can't get up. That would be me. foot yeah. So, but that's how that, you know, that's how we stay warm, but no matter what you're looking at a 20 minute flight, 30 minute flight. And there's been times we came down, we were both shivering. Our hands were cold. We're looking for heat and we will go sit in the truck or come back to the, into the house and warm up our hands and go back out and put our wing away, you know? So, I mean, does anybody else have anything that, you know, that can help out other pilots with uh, cold weather flying? Yeah, in the chat. Have... Go ahead. I was just going to say, anyone in the chat, too, if you've got an idea, you know, that keeps the wind out of your, off your face or whatever, what do you guys use? I know they're going to say, don't fly. <laughs> <laughs> I also I, have used those little chemical packs uh, in my gloves. And, you know, then basically it's just on your palm. And so then I pull my fingers back in there, you know, when I can and warm my fingers back up that way. Yeah. That, that's what's nice about these gloves is the, 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 the heating element actually travels up each finger. And you can put, they have a little pouch inside. You can put this battery. This is the battery pack. You can put the battery inside the pouch or they actually sell you a wiring harness that goes around your neck, down your arms, like the little, the glove retainers we were just talking about. And then it goes, uh, you can put the batteries into your pockets. So you're not, you don't have that extra weight in your glove. And that's what we do is we put them in our pockets. Um, and as I said, with with this setup, our hands are aren't bad so so i i have also used latex gloves um to just keep the wind off of your uh, your skin and i mean they're they're thin so i had no real issues with them but it did keep my hands a lot warmer than um not having them on at all but if you were to use those latex gloves over top of those gloves are those uh, gloves you got there, uh, Eric, it would, uh, I guarantee you probably end up being, uh, too warm in those. Right. Yeah. It'll cut down the wind and that's what you got to do. So, but, uh, now the, Mark was talking about those one piece flight suits. Do they make those in different thicknesses like a wetsuit? I don't know. 
Yeah. I know uh, Jason Russell Smith flies in, uh, it's a fishing bib. Um, and then he puts a windbreaker over top of that. And he's flown in some, I think at Swanee two years ago. It was in the low 30s, and he flew for almost two hours with just uh, that fishing uh, bibs and um, a jacket with a rain, with a windbreaker over top of it, I do believe. I could be wrong, but I, I think I remember that. Right. Now, aren't they making those pods like the paragliders fly in? for paramotors now and would those keep keep you warm i don't know I, yeah i don't I mean, know I but it sounds it. like it would go ahead go ahead mark oh you go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say i imagine it keep the wind off you which is most of what we're fighting right yeah. 25 30 mile an hour winds ice cold air blowing right at you right through you it doesn't take long um i usually fly with my uh my wool um hunting gear that i have the pants and the jacket it stops some of the wind but not all the wind at that speed and uh it's pretty pretty well um it's not bulky it's it's no more than maybe a sweatshirt thickness and i've flown in it I think the coldest I've ever flown was maybe 38 degrees, something like that. Um, and I did all right. My hands were the only thing that brought me down. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy and I have to fly. I, I just, and circumstances, I live here. So that's a, that's a really good point. It does, it all boils down to, how bad do you want it? You know what I mean? I mean, because right. it is not an ideal situation to be out there in the cold and the wind. And um, so, yeah, I guess it's the price that we pay as paramotorists to fly in the winter. Yeah. There are a couple questions. Or you just, like that. Or you just move to Florida and not have to worry about it as much. No, but then you get eaten by alligators. <laughs> never, never going to happen. Never oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> what, what, Will, what are the questions in the chat? Well, um, I'm just kind of going through them, so I'll, I'll continue to do that. But um, Angela's asking about, um, let's see, what's the coldest everyone has flown? We did that. Mad Sloper says, anyone try the motorcycle touring gloves? So I think he's talking about... I, I think he's talking about these, which they, jeez, oh, hold on. Uh, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, he, they call them gauntlet gloves and they're a wide cuff here and they're leather. Um, this is one set we went through. Um, it cut down a little bit, but leather just doesn't seem to stop the wind like a textile glove that we have here right and the textile gloves do um do a great job okay and uh 
Mad Sloper was asking how long it took me to get to a mile high. And honestly, I don't know because like I said, it happened kind of by accident. So half of the trip, I was just tooling around. My best guess, uh, Sean, you'd probably be, or Shane, you'd probably be able better at dance for this because you did it all in one fell swoop. But I think it would have been about 30 minutes, 25 minutes, somewhere thereabouts. Just a guess. It took me right at 30, I think it was 32 minutes um, to get to, no, I'm sorry. It took me 22 minutes to get to the mile high and took me 32 minutes to come down. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) I I don't want to, I don't want to try to get into why it took that long. I have no idea, but um, I wasn't. You were were full throttle too, aren't you? Yeah. I kept telling myself, I gotta, I can't go full throttle because I, I, and I know it's a two stroke and you're supposed to run them wide open. I mentally cannot do that or physically can't do it. It just bothers me. And I, I don't want to wear and tear on the, on the equipment. Um, so I was, I was on my way up and I wanted to get it over with. I wanted to hurry up and get there. So I'd come off the throttle a little bit. And the next thing I know, I was full throttle again. I was like, get off the throttle a little bit. And yeah. I did that the whole way. Like I fought myself the entire time. My hands wanted to just squeeze and my mind was like, no, you're going to blow the motor. <laughs> so yeah i wasn't full i wasn't full throttle and uh can i share something absolutely okay this is for jim cr 120 uh i don't know if this is going to work or not but we'll we'll try it i'm gonna stop that and uh I'll, I'll keep working on that um yeah let me just try it one more time here i mean this is hanging out right so you guys are just hanging out so we're just hanging out i think i think it's this one and it's optimized i'm not sharing the sound all right can you all see that uh, you we see, see your toolbar the, you just see a toolbar yeah you don't, you don't yeah. see the huh no, just your toolbar. Just the toolbar. All right. Well, that's a big pile of freaking fail. So I'll try something else. We'll talk hey. about something else. Hey, Mark, is there a reason why you haven't flown in three weeks other than just being a slacker? Um, a wedding shower and a we- an actual wedding. Uh, and then throw in the slacker part. And it hasn't worked. It's not worked out in my favor. Man, are you sure you want to go up there and visit him? He's going to be cranky because he's having withdrawals. Oh, he could be cranky. I'll be a thousand feet above him going, look at me flying. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get it straightened out this weekend. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I tell you, you what. You go, ahead, go ahead. Mark, you want to tell anybody uh, or everybody uh, what's going to happen this weekend? The bad news? Uh, yeah, y'all pray for me, Shane and Krista, which I mean, not the Krista part, but the Shane part <laughs> is going to come up and stay for a little bit. So y'all keep me in your thoughts and prayers. Hey, inside your house? Yeah, inside no, my house. In don't the guest bedroom. Let them, you don't let them poop in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I will you gotta go out back. You to Florida, dude. Pick it up. Hey, I'll go out back and poop in the yard, but Mark's got to pick it up. 
I already, I already got to tend to Abby's needs. I don't need you to. Hey, the best part, the best part was, Mark, what did your wife have you um, clean today to make sure the house looks all right for us? Uh, today, I had to clean the baseboards. I was thinking, you know what? I'm not even sure if I like Shane that much. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Holy good funny. Lord. Can you all see that now? Yes. Okay. So, it's just real short. This is for Jim CR120. Oh, I am not going to do that. Let's see. You just hear me sing the whole time. I'm either I'm either talking or singing the whole time I'm flying. That's yeah, that's me. Okay. What kind so, of music does everybody listen to? Man. I, I listen to everything from country. I, I'm not big on hip on uh, what do you call it, rap, but you know, country rock, pretty much anything. So can you, you do that? Listening to Run DMC when you're flying around. Run DMC. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, you, you said you were going to make me one of those Cindy Lauper tapes. Whatever happened to that? Dude, you're not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> okay, so can you, see, can you see right here what I'm circling? Yeah, I ain't yes. looking at that. I'm looking at those little farmhouses down there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's for Jim. So, yes, I got some video of it. And I wasn't sure I did, but, yeah, it, it came out okay. So, good. And, and what watch what, is that? That is the Phoenix 5X. Love that watch. Now, I don't know. Uh, the only reason I got it was to use StuFly, you know, that uh, uh, paramotor app. And I use that on every single flight. It's been rock solid. I, I bought a watch as well, but it stays in my truck and I forget to put it on every time. Is it a, like a Garmin watch? No, it's like a um, G-Shock. Casio? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Because I, I don't wear I don't wear watches. I, the only jewelry I've ever worn is this necklace and um, my son's ashes in the in the thing, my Bobby here. Um, outside of that, I've a wedding ring. I've I, nothing. I I can't stand to wear any jewelry. Watch it, it drives me nuts the entire time I'm flying. So I didn't really. I knew I wasn't gonna wear it any other time than to fly. And most of the time now, I just. I mean, I don't even know why I bought the watch. I just pull. I am already flying with my uh, Fly Sky High app. I just pull that up, see what my altitude is, and uh, I'm good to go. So yeah, it just sits in my truck door. I got a lot of people use that, but I always, uh, I don't know. There's just something about, I try to keep things as simple as possible. There's just something about just looking at your wrist and knowing, you know, and not having to pull out your phone. Do you actually tether your phone and keep it out so that you can always see it? Yeah, I had the, I had the chest, the chest harness. So it literally just sits right here. I can take, I can text message. I can go through my phone. I can whatever. Um, and then it's all hooked up, you know, the, the music and everything's hooked up through Messina, but I changed my music and everything. It's one handed. It's that chest strap with the tether on it. 
actually, let me turn my background off real quick and then I'll show you what I have for the tether or for the oh my goodness, how do we do this again? Oh yeah. While you're doing that, I'll tell Angela she does not want to hear me sing. I guarantee it. She says you wanted to hear me sing. Right. No freak away, man. I'm horrible. I scrolled over to the chat. Okay. And, uh Stalker Steve. Okay, so Hot Steve. Um he wanted to talk about the sweatshirts. I think you're talking about Paralife shirts. Uh, they are comfortable. Um, very much so. So check out Paralife.com. Uh, sorry, ParalifePPG.com. And go uh, find yourself a shirt. Get a sticker. And you can be like one of the cool kids. <laughs> one of the cool kids. Okay. So I, I have a chest harness that literally just my phone sits about right here, if you will. And how I tether it is I pull the case off of it. This uh, on the inside, it has a strap that goes through. And I just put it through the where you would charge your phone like so. And then I put that case back on. I'll be quiet. And I tether it that way. And then everything just sits on my chest on this, on the, it's kind of just a clamp that clamps on it, spring loaded. Um, and that's how I, how I fly. Do you happen to have that handy? What, the chest harness? Yeah. Um, I, I, yes, I do. I'll be back. <laughs> Thanks, Will. No, you just going <laughs> up the front door. I know what's going on. <laughs> it's actually in his truck that's at the shop getting an oil change he'll be back in a minute (laughs) that is i have spent i can't tell you how many days just trying to figure out or come up with systems or rig something that is just like perfect for my needs you know i mean anything from walmart things from walmart lowe's you know of course things that you buy online that are specifically designed for paramotorists and it's not as easy as it Sound, you would think it would be right no it'd be easier in a trike if you could mount stuff on it i that's the only thing that that sure would be nice about a trike yeah right i've seen that done they've got um uh, i think it was bob c i've seen his setup he's got like an arm that comes up on that's bolted to his trike and then he just puts his phone on it, and it's really secure, so it's like always there in front of him. Now that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I mean, all right. So like now that I had to go all the way out to my truck. Oh my gosh. So this is the chest. You can skip the gym next. So this next is the. I know, right? So that's the chest harness, and then you have the thing that holds the phone, so it pulls out. So to put your phone in and it holds it there and then I have it tethered with the carabiner thingamabobber here that hooks onto the, the strap for the phone so literally it won't come out and if it does it's tethered and you don't really worry about it and where did you get so, it? so let me shoot Amazon I'll send you the link I got it all So Mad Sloper wanted to know if anybody flies with a flight deck. Uh, actually, uh, we uh, I, I ordered a flight deck for myself and Jade. 
and we don't use either one. All right, so that's what it looks like. Well, and then whenever I'm flying, I can literally pull it out. I usually have to turn my head sideways to get the face recognition. But as I'm flying, I can text, I can scroll through whatever I need to, and it works perfect. <laughs> you got a mobile, you got your office in the air. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I used to shoot all my video before I got the GoPro. Um, that's literally how I did all the video. Does that ever get tangled up or anything in your lines? No, um, I've actually, yes. And I'll tell you when, after you, you're pulling your lines up to pull your wing in, or I go to throw my wing, it'll sometimes catch my phone. There you go. So you only do it once or twice and then you realize, oh yeah, I got to watch out for that. Uh, do you have a link on that? Yes, I, it's... <clears throat> You know what? Hold on. I will. Uh, I will scan and cut, or I'll pull it up on uh, Amazon real quick and uh, put it in the chat. There you go. It's 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 three different things. It's the chest harness, then the the phone holder, and then the tether. So, but I think I paid like maybe forty bucks for everything maybe 30 bucks. I don't remember. It's been a while. Man, why is it so hot in here? Good Lord, I had moved in Florida. Yeah, you had to go all the way out to your truck. (laughs) Yeah, I just turned the air down, dude. I still have the air on. All right, where is my count orders? All right. Hold on. Mark, what are you using for video? I mean, anytime you look over, let me tell you, anytime you look over at Mark's camper, and if you see a street cone, it is not to keep your knees from hitting his hitch. It's because there's a little black box mounted to it. Or if you look at his cam camper, there is GoPro mounts everywhere on that thing. And at every angle. And it's like, are you kidding me? He's got like 32 GoPros going at one time. And you, you have to be careful if you park next to me because I'll put them on your camper too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Uh, I was I was crying about that yesterday, though. When you use a lot of cameras like that, it gives you some cool angles, which I really don't know what to do with them after I have them, like Will does. But um, it gives you cool angles, and you get interesting things. Um, But boy, it's a lot of media to deal with. Yeah, I could just imagine. I know what dealing with one is like. So yeah, a lot of okay, a lot so, of times I use five. So um, that chest harness was nineteen dollars, um, but I'm having trouble finding the share button on here or copy and paste it. You don't wear glasses either. Uh, no, I have so far. I've not had the need of any corrective lenses see what a lot of people may or may not know is i am legally blind in my right eye i really can't see out of it at all unless there's like sunlight if you're standing the sun's going down and you're standing in front of it i can see a shadow with my right eye um 
but my left eye has made compensation for the lack of my right eye. So my vision is pretty damn good actually still to this day at 47 years old. Nice. It's all downhill from here, buddy. I hate to tell you. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I'm thinking of that that mount right here. I'd never be able to see that. I don't think I think I'd be able to see it. All right. Well, let me. I can't find the the share or the like where I can copy and paste the link on the page, but I can share screen share it right here. Oopsie. So this is what it's called. The adjustable chest strap. Um, you literally just hook your your GoPro mount to that, and then you'll end up putting um, this piece onto it. And I'll, as soon as I go back, I can uh, pull that one up. I think it, that was only God. That was pretty ch cheap as well. Um, it's seven bucks. Um, oh, wow. So I may have been completely wrong on my prices here. So that's um, the part that I use, the, you know, the magnet or not the, uh, the spring part um, for that. And then real quick, I don't even know what I did to this. Oh, there it is. Okay. Hold on. And then give me one second and I'll show you the tether part that I bought which I don't see it on here. Apparently 2019 was a year of buying a lot of crap because there's pages on here. Oh, was that it? No. Yeah, and, and a lot of that stuff you can get in a kit. I mean, dirt cheap on, on Amazon. Is that the hey, when you know accessories that you're talking about? I've always questioned those the quality. So, and there's the tethers. If they're the official GoPro accessories, I think I think they're pretty good. I don't know about the knockoffs, so. though. Right. Yeah, I, I I bought the knockoffs, and uh, you know it's not as good a quality for sure, but but it gets the job done. That's what Jade says about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian Waller she says us. this is for you Mark Brian Waller says all those GoPros you have is how you got that video of your awesome wingtip drag yeah and un <laughs> unfortunately also I got uh, I got that crash in my front yard from three or four different angles well care to share oh that's that's how I met all these clowns oh. was after, after I crashed <laughs> oh they I wanted to hear more yeah. Oh yeah, I I I wiped out uh I wiped out in my front yard on takeoff and uh sent part of the prop through the wing, bent up the main frame, wiped out the hoop. I did it proper. <laughs> yeah, then I then I got on the phone and ordered another one. That was fun. <laughs> another paramotor? Oh yeah, I ordered a that's when I ordered that pluma too. Uh because it it put a kink in the main part of the frame on my uh, power to fly Titan. But then after I ordered it, I found out it was going to be six weeks till I could get it back. And I didn't want to wait that long to fly. So then I ordered some titanium and rebuilt my power to fly Titan. I was going to say, don't you know a welder? 
Yep. Yeah, but I didn't want I didn't want it repaired. I had my feelings hurt. I wanted a brand new one, and I couldn't order a brand new uh, center section for my power to fly at the time. They weren't making it. I am warning you, Shane. He is going to be cranky if he don't get in the air. Oh, he's he's going to have we're no gonna get choice. In the air. Yeah, we're going to fly. Mark, It'll be size, all good. What size wing do you fly? Um, a I think it's twenty three and a half meter. It's the lift EZR, the medium, hmm. and I think it's like twenty three and a half meters. And what they got a smaller okay. one. I think that might be my next wing. Is the same thing, only smaller. Well, maybe I should try flying yours and see if I like it. Yeah, and you then can maybe, fly. Uh, Buy, buy that one. Make him sign a sure she... <laughs> No, I'm actually, if if I was going to buy another wing, I do believe I would buy the Link 2 again and or the Cubic and get it in a 20, 23 or 24 meter uh, size. I'm on a 27 now and I absolutely love that wing. It just, it's it's not slow, but it just needs i need a little bit more i was actually thinking about just doing a speed bar on it and uh going from there but that kind of scares me as well speed bar yeah and, and will if you haven't seen that sometime just go back to my channel and uh put in something to the effect of i crashed my paramotor and okay. and and so Anyways, I put that video out on YouTube and I think Linda found it and then she contacted me to come on the show and embarrass myself in front of everybody. So I jumped at that opportunity and as a prize, I got all these friends. <laughs> that Linda, man, she <laughs> said Waller is the internet. <laughs> hey, Waller asked a question. What's worse, going without sex or going without flying a PPG? Be Fine. honest now, folks. I, so I can be go. honest. Yeah, I can be honest for sure because my wife wouldn't watch this if you paid her to. So <laughs> I could tell you for sure. For me, it would be I, I'd need to go fly. <laughs> but I'm 53. <laughs> well, I, I, um, I've been with my wife a lot longer than I've been flying. So one's gotten a lot more used to the other. So I'm going to go fly. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That's Eric, Eric, tread tread gently because your wife does watch this and she might be in the same room. Yeah. Yeah, well, I did put in there. I told Brian a PPG, but don't tell Jade I said that. And he said the secret stay <laughs> for me. But then but then Mark H goes, Yeah, that's what she said too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, perfect. Now, now I have a question for Eric. What's what lasts longer? Flying in nine degrees with no clothes on or sex? <laughs> you don't, Eric, you don't have to answer. We all know. No need lying or just just go on to the next question. Yep, next question. <laughs> hey, Bill H said his goat, he has a GoPro 10 and he says it's good, but the app sucks. 
Uh, man, that is GoPro in a nutshell. They've got great cameras. Man, every app that I've tried of theirs just feels like it's in beta. Yeah, it just doesn't. Didn't GoPro like have a different app of like five years ago? Yeah, they did. But uh, quick or yeah, no, it wasn't quick. It was the it was the one right before that. Yeah. Um, and I. I thought that one was a lot better, but I, I, I don't really, I can't uh, say, but I thought that that app was better. The, the app they have now, yeah, is not very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's workable, but that's about it. Yeah, but if you think of it, I mean, the reason you're taking all these, all this footage is so that you can, you know, organize it, put it together, and you know, and right. Uh, I don't know what's going on with their app development, but it's, well, I, that, I I think that I think Will, you should one of these shows, you know, you should do the editing, the software, you know, kind of walk us through what you do. Unless you're going to be that guy that's not going to share, no. walk walk us through, you know, because I I record things and they're on the GoPros. But I don't do videos. I just, I do them. So if, or even if I don't, I will watch myself take off. I will watch myself land. I will see what I'm doing wrong and try not to do it the next time. So, I mean, that's why I record. That's a good, that's a good reason to record. Really. And actually when Mark puts those, those uh, 20 GoPros out and about, I mean, some, I bet you catch a lot of good stuff, Mark, not just for content, but I mean, you know, for training, you know, things, what not to do, what to do. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's interesting. A lot of time, what all you see. Um, uh, and if you know that, uh, that Nick is at the fly and you need to be careful well, what you will actually see on your camera footage. He <laughs> likes to uh, keep it entertaining while I'm out flying. Um, but yeah, and I, it's so funny because all I use is the GoPro Studio. Uh, it's the only thing I know how to use. And for me to learn a whole new one, that's asking a lot. Um, Jim Sierra one twenty got a comment about uh, the speed bar it's not that scary um i actually use speed bar on my wing during the sib course to do a i believe a, yeah it was full frontal and uh i actually got into a whole lot of trouble doing that because i guess with the speed bar and doing a full frontal it's just amplifies everything but uh it it wasn't scary to use the speed bar. I'm just scared to use the speed bar um, unless I have the altitude. And I know I've seen plenty of videos where people are using speed bar low altitude. And if you come off of it and hit break, you're going to go up. That's all great. I'm just concerned. I, I just have a concern. I only got to use a speed bar for eight seconds before I collapsed the wing and got myself into, well, Andrew was yelling, <laughs> throw your reserve 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 but i ended up working out the wing and, and getting it under control but yeah dude that speed bar was it is kind of fun when you push it and you kind of feel yourself just take off but i've never actually flown with it 
any great length of time. But I will get one soon. Actually, Smart Car Brian says he doesn't want to use his speed bar on his wing, so he would give me his. So I might have to pick that up from him. Have Mark help me hook it up this weekend. Yeah, I've never somebody. ever used speed bar. I want somebody to uh, figure out how to hook a speed bar up to the trike. Crickets. I think you can do it on like the retracted trike because that is basically uh, your foot launch unit hooked into wheels. But as far as like the trikes that Jade and I fly, I don't think that's possible. Um, Angela had a question. She wanted a link for the gloves that I use. And I found them on Amazon. They're called Carhartt Men's Pipeline Glove. So Angela, if you look there, um, you'll be able to find it. As I said, I would have uh, copy the link, but I'm not, don't know how, but anyways. Brian said you could fix that problem with just getting retracted trikes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> What's a couple more dollars? <laughs> oh, there's a here. Oh my goodness. Uh, All right, I can't figure out this share thing on Amazon. Forget about it. Now I feel like Eric. I put the uh, link to Eric's to your gloves there. Pretty thank sure. You, I sir. Thanks, Jim. Uh, yeah, thanks. Jim CR120 wants to know if we have A assist on our trikes. Um, yeah, it does. Uh, we do have A assist on the trikes. Is hooked up to the speed bar system. No, it doesn't hook up to the speed bar. The A assist basically just takes the place of your thumbs when you're foot launching. So it actually goes to the mallions on your leading edge lines. So um, that's uh, where they go. When the wing is up, those lines that are hooked to, I fly with a um, Mac para charger. So my uh, leading edge lines are red. So when the wing is up, those lines are actually loose. Unless you get into some turbulent air, but you don't. You don't want those tight because you don't want that pulling down on the front of that wing. So we were talking about flight suits earlier. Um, I use, I don't know if you've ever heard of Blue Sky Blue. That's the suit that I use. It was kind of pricey, but uh, I can tell you, you will not get cold in that suit. They've got a, a two layer, a three layer, and a four layer. And I got the three layer. Probably could have gotten by with the two layer. Me, uh, Sorry, Will. Would you send me the wrong thing? No, 
I just I just wanted to send you those three things and oh okay. <laughs> Not gonna, oh, these are the suits here. Yeah, so I mean that's what I use right there, and uh, they're really well made, um, and I'm pleased with it. Except the three layers, probably a little more than I need. That doesn't give you like a temperature down to rating, does it? Uh, I'll bet you it does. Let's see. This is the, this is a five layer here. So let me look at the more details. Let's see if it says anything. See, and I can gain. Is that what? What kind of material is that? Uh, Corridor, cor, Corridora. Okay, so that is a uh, textile um, suit also, the same stuff as the gloves. Yeah, so it's, it's windproof, and, and it is tough. There's no doubt about it. Right. I'm going to see if it says anything here about a temperature. That is a good question. Um, I can say this, that whatever suit if you do ever decide to get this particular suit go with the size ab above what you normally wear so if you're a medium get a large because you want the flexibility you know you're going to be running in it keep that in mind these also have little mat pockets i do use those you can't really tell but those are clear map pockets so what i normally do is put my phone in there face up and uh for whatever that's worth. Now I have seen with the map pockets, they build up condensation when it's super cold out. Inside. Well, you talk, yeah, are you talking about Wisconsin cold? Uh, we are talking Wisconsin cold, yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I think you need like a 12 layer. I don't know. Hey, no, I, I bet you this five layer suit would be perfect for Wisconsin. I wouldn't be able to wear it here. I would just completely burn up. Yeah. So... I'd be willing to give it a shot. Well, the guy, you can email this, this guy. He's a nice guy and uh, he'll answer your questions. Um, yeah. And actually I ordered one and he called me and he's the one that told me, he discussed what, what my, he wanted to know what my needs were, how I was using it. And he came up with the ideal size and all that. Now, is there like elastic by the ankles or, I mean, how yes. Yes, okay. there's so elastic. Go ahead. Well, you you put your the whole thing. It's kind of hard to to explain. It's it's easy to get into because this all this right here all the way down is a zipper. So you basically just step in one leg at a time, and then this has Velcro around the leg there, the ankle, but yep. it also has a little strap that goes underneath your shoe to keep it keep it on i never really even need that but i i use it because that's like what you're supposed to do i guess if does does that also have a flap with two buttons in the back <laughs> a, a, a poop port yes no it doesn't so oh you know i wonder no it doesn't <laughs> Flying the trikes, when you're sitting in a trike, our trikes, 
you know, you're kind of in the recliner condition, you know, you're, you're laid back. So you get that air that can go up your pant leg of your snowsuit or your jeans or whatever you're wearing in the summertime. It ain't bad unless you have a bee go up there, but in the winter time, you try to duct tape or anything just to get your, so you're not getting that wind that's getting piped up your legs. Now foot launch is a whole different story, but I'll be honest, I have never foot launched on the lake here um, because flying a trike is just so much fun on the lake. But um, also I don't wanna fall trying to foot launch. Great. Um, well, I'm, I'd be pretty confident that the Velcro around these legs would keep yeah. the wind out. Yeah. So what uh, I see prices, but that's not US dollars. No, it's in pounds. So you got to convert whatever. Okay. Uh, it wasn't, it's not, it's definitely not the least expensive option out there, but uh, it's a good suit. Well, no, it's not, it may not be the least expensive, but how much money are you going to spend to be comfortable? Well, that's right. That's exactly right. It goes back to what you said earlier. How bad do you want it? Yeah, how bad do you want it? But the the, uh, the so the weak parts of my flying setup are my hands and my face. So I'm not really. I've got the heated gloves, but those things are they're they're super bulky. You know, I'm not complaining, man. They come in handy, right? But even those, you know, I don't get the finger warmth, and and I spend a lot of my flights, you know. <laughs> crossing my arms and trying to keep my core warm and uh now i mean trying to keep my hands warm and my face warm so right yeah for us it's let's see brian says a uh, 199 pounds of dollars seems a bit pricey it depends on the <laughs> Are those quarter pounds or 50 cent pounds or that would be Walter's asking how much it costs. And so it's a hundred. The one I got was a hundred and ah, let's see three layer. That's the four layer. Gosh, I might, I can't remember which one I got either way. They're about 160 pounds Walter. So you'd have to convert that into Australian dollars. What wonder what his dollars smell like? <laughs> I don't know. Jim CR said David Wolf was saying his he's happy with his flight suit that he uses in Ohio. It'd be interesting to see if what layer, if it's a single layer or five layer, and what time frame he's flying. I don't know. I don't like being told. No, and I would imagine that, uh, I mean, I'm surprised you don't have like an ultra, ultra heavy duty suit, Eric. Oh, I do. I, it's the, As I said, it's the one that I use um, that my dad got issued when he was working for the oil companies way up north in Alaska. I mean, you got to remember up there, 100 below, it, it gets cold. They start their trucks in October 
and they shut them back down in April, you know, because you shut off a truck or diesel, they don't like to start. So they let them idle all winter long. Yeah. It's a whole different world up there. Yeah, this is all coming back to me from last winter. I mean, I remember you know, the, having to put the suit on and, and messing with all that stuff and pray, 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 pray that you make it off in one law in one launch attempt. Because you just, especially if you're wearing that suit, I mean, if you don't make it off the first try, <laughs> you just like drenched inside, you know? <laughs> so now what about, are you, are you slipping and sliding on snow? No, I've never taken off in the snow. Matter of fact, I've never flown over snow in a paramotor. I have in an airplane, and it's if, if you've never done that, it's got to be the same for paramotors. Uh, if you haven't done that, you're in for a treat because nothing looks the same. Have you ever have you ever flown over a Dairy Queen? Same thing. <laughs> it's a blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I got Mark to chuckle. <laughs> Yesterday they were talking about oh, they were talking to Jim on uh uh Clear Prop TV last night, the video they were talking to Jim in Canada about flying in this in wintertime over snow about thermals. And yeah, you have um you can do a lot more midday flying because you don't get a lot of thermal. You still get thermals, but man, I tell you, it's pretty smooth. So, the thermals would be as severe, though, right? Because of the oh gosh, no, it, it's nothing. I mean, we get we get these days that the air is just not moving, and it's like I don't know how many times we took off in the morning. We fly, we would land, we would come inside, thaw out, and then two hours later, we we're going back up in the air again. There was one time we took three or four flights that day. Really, and it's it is cold, but it's so much fun, you know, and at that point for us, all our lakes are froze. So you got, you got miles of outs, but uh, all the ice fishermen are down there ice fishing and, and you can, you know, we have a lot of um, big open like lakes and uh, rivers and you can fly up and down the rivers like you're an F-16 fighter jet just slower <laughs> yep well i think you should get shane up there and uh he should give it a go heck yeah i will fly i will fly up as soon as it freezes i'll be there shane have you ever flown a trike no i actually no i'm not trying to make a joke or put anybody i have no wants to really fly one to be honest with you it just i'm 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 still very new. I still feel like I'm 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 a new pilot, even though November 22nd is it November 22nd? No, November 2nd is my uh, two year mark. I still feel like I, I like I'm not even confident enough to fly someone else's wing, more or less a motor in a wing. It just I'm I'm one of those that I'm I'm comfortable with what I have and I'm good. So I, I don't really have a want to fly um, a trike, but, you know, I, I may get bored and want to try something new. Who knows? Yeah. 
we're all pretty much babes in this sport. I mean, the sport's not that old, you know, I mean, over here in the U S anyways, it's been around, I know in Europe, but um, yeah, I like the way you, you said that because we're all student pilots It's when we're not that, uh, you know, we start pulling the Mark Mickey maneuvers and <laughs> do ground wing tip. Hey, you did a, a almost did a ground wing tip touch there or drag. Oh, man. I've been, I've been, oh, Mark, we already know you've got it on film six different angles, but for me, (laughs) I have have been working on that. I'm just, I can't commit to doing, I have the momentum. I have the speed. Um, I've actually went to um, an object and could, so I'll tell you, Um, there's a car and I wingtip dragged the, top of it and i was like i can do that no problem but i as soon as it comes to me doing the ground i just it freaks me out and i can't completely commit to doing it i know i can do it i just i'm i'm scared <laughs> i don't know what to tell you I understand. um are you praying I, no, <laughs> Dave Perry. It was. It's so weird. I literally was thinking that I haven't heard from Dave Perry in quite some time since Ohio, and he just messaged me on Facebook. I was like, "Dude, I was just literally thinking about you today, you and your wife." And it's funny you just messaged me. I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty weird or yeah, coincidental. Yep. So, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Sloper. Uh, in the chat, he says, if somebody offers you to fly his trike and something happens to the setup, are you responsible for damages? Yep. Yeah, I I put yes. I say yes. Absolutely. I I think that's, that's the other reason why I don't think I'm ready to fly somebody else's gear because I honestly don't have the money to (laughs) fix it, so if I don't have the money for it, I'm not, uh, I'm not willing to risk it. Yeah. I, um, I go ahead, Eric. I, I don't know what to say about that because I kind of, I don't want to say force, <laughs> but you know, I wanted JP to fly the trike and I wanted, you know, Mark, he went out and he flew the trike when we were at moonshiners and I didn't, you know, I mean, if something happened and if a wheel fell off and it spun him around and the prop ate a line, I mean, that's on, well, that's, it's on him. You're right. But I mean, I guess I would, I don't know. You know, I I think, uh, I think if, I think if your equipment is wrong or bad or something, you know, that, that can be questionable, but if it's just pilot air, not the you know, let's say he's going to take off and the prop spins off and goes through your your uh, wing. You know, the, obviously the prop wasn't uh, properly uh, mounted or whatnot. I don't. I think that's that's you know a gray area there. But if you go to take off and you trip and fall and you bust up some stuff, then uh, yeah, I think you're as a pilot you're responsible to fix the the damage. I think you're correct on that. 
I borrowed uh, or tried out a, a friend's wing. It was a new wing too. And I've only done this once. And I was a nervous freaking wreck the whole time. You know, just I didn't want anything to happen to that wing. It's not so much the, yeah, I know I could, you know, pay to have the wing fixed, but I'm thinking of the other guy. Okay, now he's got to wait to get his wing repaired and it's not a new wing anymore. And so, I mean, I just, I just don't like flying other people's equipment, but if I ever do, I would be responsible. Right. That's just the way I see it. I I don't know. Everybody saw my trike. If you rolled that thing, it would just flip over on its wheels and continue going. You could hit a moose, you could hit a deer, and you're not going to do any damage to the trike. Yeah. If Although you hit a moose, you're already going to be airborne. <laughs> right? You'd go under it. Exactly. Congratulations, Brian. He's coming up on his second year anniversary of PPG solo. 198 flights. Yeah, mine's mine's November 2nd. You still keeping track of your flights, Shane? No, once I hit over 300, I quit. I was like, all right, I'm done. This is dumb. Yeah, once I got out of school, I'm done. I never kept track of that. I keep track of my hours on my motor just for maintenance, and that's it. All right, can I uh, can I screen share uh, my my attempt to wingtip drag? I know Jim CR one twenty is in here. He he would uh, have a comment or two about this. Let me see here. I'm still with you, Shane. I'm I'm watching it. Oh, where's the play button? Jesus, the toolbar's in the way. Seriously? Oh, let's do it that way. See, I'm about three to four feet off the ground. And and I have the momentum. I just I just not brave enough to, to make that extra <laughs> that extra little go. I just it does it to me every time. All right, I am back. Where'd Eric go? He's the host of the I'm show. Right Where'd he go? Will, did you did did you put a link in for those gloves? I did. Will, Will, what what are you eating? <laughs> Hi, Jay. <laughs> Hi, guys. Salad, steak salad. a steak salad so it's got one half of a leaf on there and then a 12 ounce steak pretty much yeah so i don't know whether to take yoga or have a bypass but it's good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was uh angela's i think still looking for the link for the gloves oh well i can put it back in there Does it really get that cold in Reno or uh, Las Vegas? It does get in the 30s there, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, I even think it snows there every once in a while. I could be wrong. Isn't that the desert? 
Yeah, I, the first place I ever saw snow was South Florida in 1977. Hmm. Beach County. I didn't know what it was. I found it. No, no Jade found it. I've always lived in uh, cold climate, so I've always seen snow. Although the first time that I saw warmth and dark together, because that's not something you see in Alaska, was when I left Alaska and moved down to Illinois. It was like 80 humid and we were sitting out on a pool deck and I've never experienced <laughs> that before. It was weird. Oh my that's, god, I'm so glad you explained that because I was really concerned that you're getting into something uh <laughs> so Matt Sloper says yes, it snows here sometimes. Huh. I guess I should uh I could post the the uh, thing for the harness too, just in case. Yeah, like I said, I've used that for, I mean, that was like one of the first things I purchased outside of the helmet was a chest strap because I wanted to be able to have access to my phone to record. That's how I planned to uh, do my video and I didn't have a GoPro. Actually, I have a, I had a GoPro uh, Hero 3 that the battery lasted, oh, I don't know, eight minutes. <laughs> so I couldn't find a new battery for it. So I just went and use my phone and that's how I record it. That's why you always see my knees in the, uh, in my videos because it's on the wide angle and, and the, uh, cameras mounted to my chest though. Oh, that was your knee. Not because I have, not because I have beautiful knees. It's because that's just the camera angle. Okay. People. I don't know, man. You spent about five minutes trying to brush the grass off your, your legs in that video. <laughs> could not believe when I actually lifted my legs up I wanted to come back and land I was like oh my god <laughs> I was covered in it I don't know how well I honestly don't know how well the video showed the seeds but I can tell you right now dude I was absolutely and then when I go to brush them off it all flew up I could hear the seeds hitting like my helmet and and the um the prop, I can hear a little. Tick, 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 tick. I was like, "Holy crap!" I was like, "There is so much on uh, seeds on me." <laughs> okay, there's uh, all three things. Thank you. Yourself. Yeah, it was pretty funny. After we went to a fly-in here in Wisconsin, and uh, we looked at the weather, and it was going to be crosswinds across this runway. So then we went over to where Jade and I got trained. And we did some flying over there, and I was just I'm, I'm I'm mesmerized with the corn, and I like to fly right over the corn, knowing that I have a four foot buffer, I guess. And one time I ended up going a little low, and I came back up, and I ended up with corn uh, stock all in my uh, net. It was just a mess, and those little tassels—I think they're called tassels. Um, what are they called? tassels whatever those the little tassels those wreck props another prop wait what's a tassel on what corn talking we're talking about oh. corn fields oh you talking about the thing on the top the little top? yes 
I, okay, I didn't know it was called a tassel. I didn't either. Tassel. 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 I am not a farmer. Yeah, I'm not either, but I know how to fly over corn. I know how to fly through corn. <laughs> yeah. I thought hey, I, will, I, I will. Go ahead, go ahead, Eric. No, I just thought when I hit that, I thought I was done. But I, it came right out, but it was spitting out parts, not my parts. It was spitting out like cornstalk, you know, but I landed and I looked back and my net was just full of, of brown, gray, or dead cornstalk. So I, I will tell you, um, before we had that little uh, fly in at Hodges Field that um, Mark and, and I flew at, I was flying out of my um, wife's cousin's property and I got over to this cornfield and I was just flying along, never even thought about motor out or nothing. And then I happened to be able to see in a section of the field where the corn was, wasn't planted properly or whatever, it didn't grow. And I realized it's eight to 10 foot tall corn. So then I got in thinking, okay, so you're, you got a motor out, you've got your hands up and you're, you're applying brake pressure as you start going into the corn, you can't protect your face. How long does it take you to drop eight to 10 feet as you're getting pelted by cobs of corn <laughs> and, and all the stock and everything else? I was like, oh, I'm never flying over that again. And I couldn't imagine going into the corn. Think about it. Your hands are on the brakes. You have to leave your hands on the brakes. You're just getting beat to death and... You, you won't be able to see where the ground is. It would just be a horrible um, situation. And I don't know. I just, once I realized that that corn was that tall, because I didn't realize it when I flew into or over it, I was like, if you go into that, that it's going to just, oh, it's going to suck. It, And then to get out of it, you know, you got your, your wing and your motor and that stuff so tall and so thick. <sighs> all I could think of is, man, that would be a maze. You know where the field where the corn wasn't planted it looked like the the corn wasn't planted right, right? What you were talking about, that, right? That's where another pair of motors went down. I oh, mean, they would well. definitely have no trouble finding you, man. They just all of the <laughs> <laughs> just a section of field just taken <laughs> out. Oh. Dude, I'm telling you, it would be so, like, the whole idea of it, like, the, um, you know, having to leave your hands on the brakes and, and just taking just everything to the to the body, to the face, I mean, it would be horrible, absolutely horrible. Yeah. I just, I wish Mark would have got a chance to uh, fly that property because it was absolutely gorgeous. Once you got up in the air and you could see the Ohio River and the power plant that was on the river, and yeah, I had a I had an absolute blast. And I can assure you, no one in that area, in that rural area, has ever seen a paramotor pilot. I mean, I had people pulling over on the side of the road, taking, and I was five six hundred feet, and they they would watch me until I got so far that they really couldn't tell, and you know, taking pictures. And then they would either chase me down to the next uh, section of, of where they could catch up to me or um, they would wait. I mean, I flew a couple different times there and every time they were just absolutely just crazy about it. I had a cop chase 
you know, not chase me, but was like trying to follow to get up ahead of me so he could take another picture. He'd pull off the road, take a picture, and they'd jump in his car and take off further ahead. And, uh, yeah, they were loving it. they never seen anything like it, I guess. I have no idea. Where was that at? Burton? Up in Ohio. Oh. I don't think you were there. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Dave. No, I'm sorry. It was Dave Purdens. Mark, why, why are you going to let me lie to everybody? Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Because you oh, said yeah. the lie, and I was waiting on the story, and then it was like, oh, that's not lining up. That <laughs> <laughs> was. It was Dave Purdens. We got, I got yeah. there the weekend before Dave Purdens, and then uh, Mark showed up and brought all the crappy weather. Rain, high winds. I mean... And then Will Thanks, showed Mark. up, but it was I too late. I brought the mud. <laughs> Mark you know, or, uh, Will shows up at nighttime. Can we still fly? We're in rural area. <laughs> yeah, I, I go to Purdens. I drive all that way to go to Purdens. And then, of course, Sunday morning rolls around. I go outside. Everybody's gone and leaves me stuck in the ditch. Not everybody. Someone stayed until you were safely on your way. That's right. Will did stay. That's only because that's because you told him there was an ice cream sandwich left over in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it. I thought it was just because he was still asleep. <laughs> no. Oh man, that was amazing. no. He was pretty upset that he had to get up early just to sit there and watch us get stuck. <laughs> Yeah, I could have been like halfway to my destination. I know you could have, but you didn't. What was? Where is that destination? Rim sleep? No, <laughs> that destination was Dayton, Ohio, to visit to to see the uh, Wright Flyer three. Oh yeah, and that was another thing. He goes and he leaves like ten minutes, not nah, about the same time before, just a little bit before us, but we had to pull over. I don't remember why. I think we left the plug hooked to the generator. I don't know. But anyways, we had to stop on the side of the road and do something. And then we leave and we're driving 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden we look up and here's Will going the other direction back. And I'm like, I made a wrong turn. (laughs) There goes Will. (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you, you brought up something, Shane, and it's, it's a it's something that I think of all the time, but when you're flying around other people and they see you and, and they're getting enjoyment out of something that you're doing, that's a really good feeling. I mean, you you, yeah. you have your paramotor, you keep it, you take it on your, it's in the back of your truck, right? Yes. Well, I mean, mine's uh, on a rack at the back of my car. So, I mean, it's, it's fully visible, but I can just tell people when they're passing, they're laughing and, and, you know, I could just, I know what the conversation is. And that just makes me feel really good because, hey, it brought some cheer to someone, <laughs> somebody else. So. Yeah, we, the very first time uh, Jason Russell Smith came over, um, I believe it was my first solo flight. Um, we were on our way back from the compound and there, every time we got to the light, there was a guy that literally was sitting pulled up next to us and wanted to have a conversation about the paramotors and then the light would turn green we get to the next light and he'd pull up and continue the conversation I mean we had a full-on conversation between lights or during the lights and uh, I don't remember Krista was with me because she's the one that pointed it out she's like that guy just gave you thumbs up as he drove by or whatever and I was just like 
all right. I don't, I mean, I, but yeah, after your video, Will, where you um, videotaped um, the guy, like, keep like looking at you or there was a girl in the car or something that was looking at the paramotor and then you were saying something about you know how people find it interesting or whatnot i started paying attention to people as they drove by and you're right they all are like just fascinated with the motors um sitting on the back of the vehicles isn't that a good feeling but i don't yeah i see i like mine in the back of my pickup truck well you don't have this option i get it but even if it's in the back of my truck, like in the morning, it's still dark out. Man, I hit my brakes just to see reflections of like the light shining off my cage or whatever. I'm scared to death that things going to fall out. Although I know it. it's not going to, but it doesn't stop me from thinking it's going to fall out. What would you do if you got to your, your LZ and you go to get out of your vehicle and the damn thing ain't back there? <laughs> like, oh, I'd, go get, I'd go get marks. <laughs> yeah. He won't even know he's missing one. He's probably got too many to even know. So all lies. No, James. <laughs> oh man, is it Hopner? I think I'm saying that right. Corn yeah, he sale. actually he owns the field and he put on the fly-in that we went to Jade and I did two weeks ago, which was totally oh. awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that he he made the whole thing or he's making it specifically for like ultralights or yeah he's they they fly ultralights um but invited the ppg crew they yeah but they meet all over down in like central uh eastern side of wisconsin south central but uh i want to go hit more of his fly-ins but yeah he said that he was giving us a a vegetable lesson so yeah you you want to you want to are you talking about his comment no go yeah go ahead well, he's saying corn silk is at the end of the cobs, tassels at the top of the stalk. Corn suck is what happens when you fly too low. It sucks you right in. So yeah. there you have it. Now, Shane, you walked away during that lesson and you missed it all. No, I'm, I'm still here. I just went to the fridge. The fridge is literally like right here. You're going to get corn suck because you did not listen to this. Kylo dropped. I had my in the road. What does that mean, John? Kylo dropped one in. Dropped. I think. I think he dropped the motor. Oh, dropped it. Oh man, that would that would be terrible. Um, God, who was it? I don't, I I might be wrong about this person. I think it was Nick the Buff. No, um, Bobby. That's uh, with Pat. With uh, Viserati, uh, with the PAP paramotors, um, he had one on the back of his motorhome, and his wife actually got up during going down the road. They have a class eight. I don't. It's a motorhome. Anyways, um, she happened to look out the back window and noticed the motor was gone, and she's like, "Hey, um, you dropped. You lost one of the motors." And they turned around and they never found it. They don't know when it fell off or how far back i was just like ever since i heard that story it is just stuck in my head that i want no part of losing the motor i wouldn't even know to do it myself wow oh well hey um we can ask james this question you remember at uh let's see was it yeah mountain city the cornfield right next to the lz 
You know what I'm talking about, Shane? Yeah, where there was a creek that ran through that somebody... <laughs> that, that was it. Yeah. But what are those little bugs that keep flying up? I mean, as soon as you get close, there's like this layer of buggage that just, you know, did, did you experience that at all? Yeah, but was that... Uh, yeah, I did. What, what are those things? What was that the sweet bees? I don't know what they... Oh, you're talking about the little sweat bees? Yeah. The little teeny tiny bees? No, yeah. the, they had those too, but I, that's not what these were. <laughs> I have no idea what they were. I never picked one out of my teeth to realize, you know, <laughs> examine what it was. I don't know what they <laughs> were, but I know what they taste like. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I'll be honest. I did not feel any bugs jumping up and getting me. Um, are you sure you weren't losing your M&Ms? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, actually it was it was probably a, like right at so if your cage is half a foot above the top of the corn they were right there at, at face level i mean it seemed like every one of them hit you right in the face i didn't feel them on anything else but my face Just boom every time i was like all right so don't go down there no more or wear sunglasses hmm. Yeah. Okay, so there's a well, one last thing or whatever, another thing. Do you wear goggles at all when it's really cold? Or do you just wear glasses or I wear my glasses only because if I put something over them like goggles or they'll they'll fog up and then freeze and then you're and they still do that though just from my breath. They'll fog up, freeze and you're kind of looking through the clear parts so you can see um, well, how, yeah, how, how heavy of a breathing are you doing on your trike? <laughs> hey, I would rather do a flight than, so I'm breathing pretty good. Um, no, but I'll also wear my, you know, when we have the masks on, you get, I mean, pretty soon it's going to be the little F-16 oxygen tanks we're wearing up there just to so we don't get that. Uh, ice build up, but yeah, no, we, I don't wear anything, you know, goggles or anything. Well, no, I take that back. I put in my contacts a few times and flew. Yeah, and and we would wear the goggles. Hey, so, hey, Mark, um, what's the highest that uh, you've flown so far? Uh, Sixty-one thirty-one. So are we gonna are we gonna try to change that this weekend. That, that's fine with me. That does, I could care less. Well, I can care less too, as long as the wind's okay. The winds are crap. I'm, they, <laughs> yeah, I changed, I changed my, I changed my mind when I'm sitting in the, in the paramotor seat than I am on the couch. On the couch, I can, I can talk all kind of smack, but when I get in that paramotor seat, it's like, well, this is good. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just takes, you know, for me, it takes so long to come back down uh, because right. I can't I can't get down in a hurry like some of y'all can. Have you worked on uh, big ears? Um, I pulled them at. Uh, hmm. Burdens. No, at, at uh, Moonshiners. I pulled them twice at Moonshiners. And one time, I think I pulled them uh, not simultaneously. And so it like started 
jumping back and forth side to side, which immediately I let go. Might have sold myself. Um, and then the next <laughs> time it was uh, it was a little bit smoother. But yeah, I want to do that uh, some more. I want to get comfortable doing that. Yeah, actually, the swinging back and forth when you just counter, you just throw your body the opposite direction to kind of counter react or counteract that. And uh, yeah, or let go. It, or let go. I mean, <laughs> and by no means am I a professional. I, I mean, I, I really enjoy doing them. I, I, I do it when there's nobody around, just because I enjoy doing it. It's just something. I like to do, but like Eric, I, I explained to Eric, it's, it's really a non-eventful kind of thing. And he went up, where did you end up doing it at Eric? That was, uh, was it, uh, bad uh, apples? Yeah, that was bad apples before the flying actually started. Yeah. It's, I mean, I absolutely love them. I don't know why it's, it's a non-eventful thing, but. I guess when you let them, when you let the, when you let the lines go and your wing just kind of folds out and goes, Poof, I, I guess I like that part the most. I don't know. Yeah, I was the guy that once I did it once and realized that there's nothing that's bad that's going to happen. Man, I had them things pulled in. I'm on the gas. I'm flying around like that. Everybody's wondering what the hell I'm doing. Oh well, I don't care. Don't judge. Yeah, my my next thing to do is the the horseshoe. Um, so instead of grabbing your most outer A's, you grab your inside, most inside A's, you put them together and then you take your hands, your other hand, go up the line and then slowly pull it down. And it literally turns your wing into a horseshoe. Yeah. Please don't tell me how to do that one. No. I just <laughs> did. I you heard just, the Jade yeah. echo. <laughs> you heard Jade back there? No. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I, I have did to it. Watch I when did I do it during. Something. Yeah, I did it during the SIV course. It's it's supposed to be another way of uh, coming down faster if you get into trouble, like cloud suck or whatever. Um, I had one instructor tell me never do it with a paramotor. Another instructor tell me it's perfectly fine. So I figure if we go up to ten thousand feet this weekend, Mark, that that'll be a good time to try it. Have plenty of time to recover. Just don't turn your motor off, man. Oh, I'm turning yeah. it off. That's the first thing I'm doing. Well, the the weather's supposed to be nice, uh, and it just depends on if you want to spend time doing that or if you want to. Uh, I have no idea. We'll see. We'll see where what you want to go see around here. Um, they filmed the Walking Dead show here. I don't watch it, but a lot of people do. And uh, you can fly around and look at some of some of the stuff that you see on the show. Well, I mean, I would rather be flying than sit there with you and your little French maid outfit cleaning baseboards. Um, <laughs> there, you know, in your onesie. I I will wear it for you. I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> oh boy. Well, with that, um, I really don't want to continue this show here. In <laughs> I'm going to end the live stream. I'm going to end the live stream. I'm going to put, uh, Jade, can you put that in the chat for me? The number? 
She'll put it in the chat for an after show. I'm just going to do a short after show. Um, but I do want to say one thing. Look what I got. Look what I got in the mail. I got me Man, dang. One of these days, I'm going to be on Mark's good list. I got me a Paralife flag that I can take now to the fly-ins. We, we, we just got to make sure Jay doesn't print over it. <laughs> yeah, she's already got like <laughs> she's got a circle with a cross on it. it I told you, you just can't do that. Um, uh, that's funny. Yeah, so uh, that, yeah, thank you very much, Mark. That is super cool. I appreciate it. Um, All good. But He's going to uh, have a uh, flamingo flying into that guy. Like the bridge. <laughs> that I will That's watch. And that is the funniest thing. I get a kick out of that. You guys are wrong. Yes, we are. We fly paramotors, <laughs> but that was hilarious. I will replay that and replay that and replay. Oh, it is good. But, anyways, um, everybody in the chat, thanks a lot. Jade's going to post a link, I think. Um, in there and hopefully you guys can all come in and say hi um let's see hold on maybe i can do this here i don't know if that'll work and of course did you there maybe now we know we tried to end it minutes early because it's going to take them 10 minutes to figure out how to put oh there it is hey come on just leave me alone <laughs> all right now just put the number now put the numbers in separately man i can't jade says she did but i don't see it here hold on i i, I got it hold on okay trying to get rid of uh, will sorry will all right so the numbers, just the numbers, because you know there's people like Walter that I need the numbers. Three one three zero three. Keep it down in there, woman. I'm on a show. Don't make me come in there. <laughs> oh, all right, there uh, it is. No. You're not going through, Jade. I, we don't see it. Yeah, it's it's coming through. Jade's is? is well, no, Jade's isn't. All I see from Jade's a bunch of bunch of flamingos. <laughs> well, Shane Shane dropped it there, so you can see the first one was the meeting. The second one was the ID. So uh, come join us on the after show and uh, say hi or not. How do you shut this off? Um, leave. No, actually, that's 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 on. Don't do that. That's on the Zoom. You gotta you gotta go to um, stop pause or pause stop recording on Zoom. End stream. Yeah, that'll work. See you guys. Good night. Now we got fifteen seconds to wait to see if. Uh, you killed it or not? Stop.